0: Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I gotta change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pinzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply.
1: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, (sighs) and feel new?
3: Welcome back to Nerdificent. I am Danny Fernandez, and across from me is.
4: If you want anyway. Yeah, I saw Just you were about right, to yeah, take, take a, a drink. Sip, you know me. I, mean? <laughs> I, I got take a sip, you. let it rip.
3: Who else was I going to introduce? I don't
4: know, you know.
3: Today, we are covering something that is very near and dear to our hearts.
4: Yes. Twitch.
3: Twitch. Yeah. Oh, we're, you we're, gonna, supposed were you gonna build <laughs> you up to it. it? Yeah. <laughs> I had something else I was gonna say oh, about okay. it. But sure, you know what actually, Ify, because you are Twitch partnered, I feel oh, like you
4: know. you know me, just young. You guys G. can't see,
3: but he's blushing. Oh, yeah. Um Yeah, so, so Twitch, we have both worked at Twitch uh channels, and if you don't know what that is, we're gonna get into that. But um I would say overall my experience with Twitch has been extremely positive and I I feel really lucky. I've been in a lot of different fandoms and and I'm nerd dumbs and nerd channels and sides of the internet and Twitch is always my favorite.
5: Yeah.
4: I feel like Twitch and their communities are what a lot of people hope YouTube could be because I feel like Twitch, you really Get in what you put out and you can foster some great communities that are filled with positive people with great input who dole out if there is any criticism, try to find a good way to do it. They they aren't just there to really be horrible people yeah <laughs> whereas I feel like YouTube comments are have, have
3: the devil's sh- playground yeah you
4: know, they jump the shark and it really is where people go to play and be the worst people and I feel like it's also because of twitch's uh, and we'll get to this later but twitch has a great mod system where yes. you can adorn people as moderators to just instantly ban horrible people in the blink of an eye
3: yeah in fact when we would do a lot of our twitch streams at some of the channels that we've been at um i wouldn't even get to see the comments it would just say comment deleted like before it even came up to me the host which is so nice because when i'm doing or hosting a live event the last thing i want to see is something that i'm not allowed to say right now because we're not an explicit (laughs) podcast (laughs) because of our our personal censoring but um i loved that i love the mods i love that they're Twitch actually feels like a community in a way that I don't necessarily think YouTube does. I feel like, um, yeah, Twitch feels like a family to me, the channels that I've been at.
4: Yeah, well, you know, let's just uh, jump right into it and talk about what is Twitch. Twitch is an online streaming platform that is very similar to YouTube in the sense that it is a user-created content. It is...
3: Live. That's
4: one thing. I'm trying to find the best way to package this. It's a site filled with user-created content consumed by other users who also, just like YouTube, have an opportunity to create the same content if they liked. And I think the simplest way to describe it would be it's a website where people watch other people play video games. That's what it is at its core, at its heart, and that's where a lot of the separation and aversion to it at the beginning Mm -hmm. comes from. As a lot of people go, why why would I want to watch someone else play video games? I don't know, why would you watch someone play baseball when you can go outside, grab a baseball and do that? Why would you watch someone play poker when you can invite friends over and play poker? Why would you, the list goes on and on. It's the same reason. And I think it originally came from wanting to watch someone more skilled than you and learn from watching them. And it's grown into something more just like any platform where you can entertain an audience.
3: Well, that is a thing that I feel like a lot of Twitch streamers are doing to build their audiences. Not just being good at games, but they're actually entertainers.
4: Oh yeah.
3: Uh, so they're a lot of we know a lot of comedic people that that have streams, and I think that people get attached to your personality. So it's not just your gameplay, but also that particular streamer. But if we're talking about where Twitch started. So when it first started, it was actually Justin.tv. Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers that.
4: I remember Justin TV. Yeah,
3: Justin TV was uh launched in 2007 by Justin Kahn and Emmett Shear and Michael Siebel and uh Kyle Vote. And the site was divided into several content categories. But what it so what it originally was was Justin Kahn, who would broadcast his life Twenty-four
4: seven. Yeah. Yeah. And that what was crazy about it is I remember around this time there was this webcam web yes, you know like I
3: Justine. Yeah. Um yeah.
4: There was just all these people who were just broadcasting their life twenty four seven. And Justin TV had a very good run in itself. There were a lot of I remember people would make their own kind of talk shows and their own Howard Stern-esque radio shows using this platform.
3: Yeah. So, so how it originally started was he had a webcam that was attached to his baseball cap. And then he would stream online via this, like, laptop backpack setup that Kyle Vogt, uh, who was his co-founder, also designed. Uh, and then Justin would just stream continuous live coverage 24-7. It was very, like, EdTV Truman Show shit. <laughs> what? Did, but seriously, what did he do when he had to poop? Like, I know everybody's thinking that.
4: <laughs> I imagine there was like a, like a dra- title <laughs> card like, it's time to poop.
3: I would, I would love it if it was just like the camera was just on like a cat litter box or something oh, like yeah. that. But like if he was saying so, then what happened was he ended up opening it up to other people could then create their own channels on Justin TV. So they ended up having about 60 different channels in 2007, and by April of 2008, they had signed about 30,000 broadcasting accounts.
4: Yeah, that's that's a lot back then. I feel like now that's just the standard. You know, it's crazy. The fun part about these numbers is seeing what a lot was back then, right, only right. to see, like, you could add, like, two more zeros behind that.
3: It's so fascinating, too, that we're so obsessed with watching people, because I feel like this was also a time when like, Big Brother, of course, was huge, and Real World, which has been around forever, uh, which I don't know if I told you, iffy, but I had signed up to do.
4: Oh, really? You they, signed up to do Real World?
3: Actually, I signed up for Next.
4: <laughs> do yeah. you remember Next? Oh, yeah. I remember Next.
3: I was 18, and my girlfriends and I loved that show on MTV, and then they didn't call me until I was 21. I think <laughs> I, they wanted to be make sure that I could drink... And they asked me to do Real World. And at the time, I was in college, and I was a journalism major. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to ruin my life. No. <laughs> oh,
4: wow.
3: <laughs> and I don't even use my degree now. Yeah,
4: see, and you could have been on Real World. Yeah, but
3: I didn't want my Nana to see me doing it in the shower. so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, at least you had the game, and you yep. knew where it would yep. end up. you're like, I don't need Nana to see all that.
3: Yep, yep.
4: But on Justin TV, they added selectable categories like featured people and live casting, Sports, music and radio, gaming, news and tech, animals, entertainment, and divas and dudes. You know, very (laughs) uh, 2007. But the gaming category grew especially fast and became the most popular content on the site. And in June 2011, the company decided to spin off the gaming content as Twitch TV, inspired by the term Twitch Gameplay. And it officially launched in public beta in June 6th of 2011. And since then, Twitch has attracted more than 35 million unique visitors a month. And... It's mind-blowing. I just love the story of what Justin TV did, which was following what works. They were like, this gaming category is blowing up. Let's make this work. I feel like a lot of sites and a lot of companies stagnant on that. They, They see something cool happening on a part of their company or the site that they built, and they just think that that's going to last forever. They don't really support it. And then it dies off or someone smarter goes and creates something for that platform. But Justin, Justin TV saw an opportunity. And I think that's a very important lesson.
3: Yeah. By February 2014, it was considered the fourth largest peak internet traffic in the U.S. Oh, wow. That's crazy.
4: I know. And that's what's so funny, too, is when people think that, Twitch is kind of like this fringe Uh side. it's it's way big, yeah, yeah, it's it's
3: very big. Or underground, yeah. it's
4: because Twitch in itself is international. If you go to Twitch any time of day, there's someone on it, there's someone with almost 10,000, 100,000 viewers going on the front page.
3: Yeah, I know the channels that we were on, we'd get international uh, commenters all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I just got off from work or I'm go- heading into work and it's like 6 a.m. here or whatever. So, yeah. But I agree as far as it being, I think people don't realize the extent of what you can do on Twitch now. Yeah. Uh, it is still largely, like you said, largely a gaming channel, but I do think there are, like, Stella... If you guys listen to our cosplay episode, Stella does, she makes her cosplay on Twitch. So that's another thing that you can do that our friends do. And Ify and I had our Dragon Ball Super after show where we'd, we would talk about each episode of Dragon Ball Super on Twitch. So it's not just limited to gaming. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that because people in our community, anytime I pitch them that they should get on Twitch, they don't quite understand it.
4: Yeah. But it is still mostly gaming, see, because Twitch has become the most popular esports streaming service by a large margin, leading some to conclude that the website has a near monopoly on the market. And and I think that is true, especially since they just signed a deal with the Overwatch League that we talked about with Malik. Uh, they have exclusivity to air it, so they're they're making the moves to make sure that they keep that huge monopoly on esports, yeah. and that's kind of where their big numbers come from. Whenever ESL, which we talked about in the esports episode, go back and in,
3: listen to yeah, it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> all those big you know companies that do esports events, they stream it on Twitch, and they're getting usually around a hundred thousand plus views. On those videos, and I think it's just a smart move for both parties because if you are on Twitch, you have a high likelihood of wanting to watch esports events. So if you put on esports events, you're going to want to put it on Twitch, and that's been a uh, that's been the move. You know, YouTube Gaming have has made some moves here and there. Obviously, you know they're stepping into TV with E League, but Twitch still is the yeah, king of esports.
3: It is. People also watch speedrunning, which if you don't know what that is, it's a uh Essentially, a playthrough of a video game performed with the intention of like competing in it as fast as possible. And literally on Wikipedia, it says, Twitch is designed to be a platform for hot content. So I guess that's what <laughs> it's considered, hot content.
4: And yeah, that hot, Esports, hot content. Esports,
3: speedrunning. It does have a lot of non-gaming content. It does. Like a lot of the channels and sites that Ify and I do, we do tabletop games oh, yeah. on Twitch. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an electronic game. Uh, there's a lot of tabletop, ge- like literally rolling dice and improv and stuff that takes part on Twitch. Uh, and then the site actually did stream a performance of Fester's Feast from San Diego Comic Con. That was July 2013. And then July 2014, they live streamed Steve Aoki uh, doing a live broadcast. Yeah, uh, from a nightclub in, in Ibiza. Ibiza.
4: Ibiza. That's yes. how you say Ibiza. Yes. That's it. yes. <laughs> But to really jump on that, like, not just gaming, which Twitch has been making a big push out of this, in October of 2015 Twitch launched a second non-gaming category, uh, Creative, which was intended for streams showcasing the creation of artistic and creative works. And that's when they did that very popular live stream, uh, (laughs) 24-7 live stream of Bob Ross. Uh, It was crazy, too, because this is one of the ways you got to see how great the Twitch community is, is when you would pop in and watch uh, uh, The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross, you would see people commenting on it as if it was an esports match it was like oh kill killing this painting and it was real funny it was real entertaining to watch
3: i want to say for people that don't so the bob ross thing it was an eight day marathon where they aired bob ross's the joy of painting yeah. um and yeah everyone got into it
4: yeah so there's a meme on twitch called kappa and it's a kind of sarcastic-looking white guy that's grayscale. And it's actually based off of Josh DeSano, who was an employee of Justin TV. And when they launched Twitch, they had the emotes. He was one of the emotes uh, that were based on the Justin TV employees. And it's usually used to uh, signify sarcasm. Uh, since, you know, it's the internet and everyone's using text and you need a way, you would use the Kappa emote. The Bob Ross spun off into this kappa emote with an Afro to be uh Bob Ross. <laughs> and it's uh and I love it. It's my favorite thing. I love Afro Kappa.
3: What I was gonna say is uh if you listen to our cosplay episode, our esports episode, and our Comic Con episode, there is something that I don't know if we touched on, but there is TwitchCon. Yes. It is huge. Oh yeah. Um so that's essentially a fan convention devoted to Twitch. And um, I believe the first one, let's see, the inaugural event uh, was held in San Francisco, and it was um, September of 2015. And uh, since then, they've also had it in San San Diego. Diego. Mm -hmm. See, there's
4: only been three. It's actually very fresh. So, like, the one after was San Diego, and then uh, this past year was Long Beach, which I went to. It was great. It was a good time. It's fun seeing, like... You know, streamers meet the people, their audience, their communities getting together. It's a really fun event. And this year... It's going to be around the same time in October, but in San Jose. So they announced that it's in San Jose, and it's just like Comic Con, where they announced it. They announced the hotels, and the hotels oh are God. already sold out. It's wild. It's it's very interesting.
3: Yeah, we should just do a sidebar real quick because we just had um, Comic Con uh, hotel. So what happens is it is so busy at some of these cons that you have to actually enter a lottery. Yeah. Like the hotels have set it up with the con, at least for Comic Con, they did. Um, and we just had that lottery like this past week but essentially you have to wake up in the morning and log in and um, get put into the lottery to see if you can even get a hotel. Yeah, it's, it's that, So it's not a monopoly essentially on people buying them up like companies and stuff. You, act, Everyone has kind of, kind of, n- not all the time but everyone kind of has an equal opportunity even though there are a lot of companies that have deals with hotels because I know them.
4: Well, that's what's so funny is after you brave the internet and fight your way and get a pass you still have to worry about fighting for a hotel room or be doomed to take the train down to downtown San Diego every day from Oh
3: my god, no! Yeah. Don't do that Yeah, a
4: lot of people, they'll take the train from like, every Oceanside day? Yeah. Oh, from
3: o- Oceanside is better maybe yeah. I can't imagine coming from LA Oh yeah,
4: no, that's that's not You fun. can
3: Airbnb technically if mm-hmm. you want to spend like hundreds upon hundreds of dollars yeah. um, or you can sleep in your car
4: yeah, yeah. What's good is I want to talk about some of the some some hot Twitch goss, which is going to be great because it's going to link up with the third type of a non-gaming category that Twitch launched, which was IRL, which is IRL is an internet acronym for in real life and it's basically a streamer who streams life it basically came full circle and it is just like justin tv the reason i say it is it comes full circle is one of the popular things for irl streamers is to have a streaming backpack yeah. and use it from the hat it, it's so funny i I never knew about the justin tv doing that so to see that that
3: that came full circle yeah, yeah. it came
4: full circle but the reason I'm bringing it up around the same time I brought TwitchCon, there was a little, you know, spicy beef that happened between the IRL streamers and the regular streamers at TwitchCon. Mostly because at the TwitchCon party, it was a lot of streamers just hanging out, chilling, meeting other streamers for the first time. But IRL streamers, they were still on the job in their eyes. What? And they oh, were,
3: yeah. Streaming? Yeah,
4: yeah, they were streaming oh, at the party. Oh, and no, that's a bad lot, Yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. were complaining. a lot Because it was very much like popping right next to someone and being like, I'm here with so-and-so. Yeah. And so it was a whole debate that went on online because what happened was the DJ hopped on the loudspeaker and was like, no streaming is yep. allowed yep. in here. They had to shut it down. I actually, on my stream, if you go, I captured the moment where that happened because <laughs> I was IRL streaming because it was like, everybody's streaming, why not I do it? And you just hear the DJ, it was like, streaming is not allowed in this building. It was a... Very big. Uh, I mean, kerfuffle.
3: I understand that. One, I mean, you are at TwitchCon. So, yeah. of course, there's going to be streamers there. But also, I mean, you're at the after party. Yeah. Right? People are getting drunk. People are making bad decisions. They do not need those live streamed for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I get it. That's like such a ugh, such a taboo thing. It's like when we go to parties and people are like asking famous people for pictures. Oh. I hate-
4: Look, here's the thing. You do it. <laughs> no, I I'm know say, you don't Dude, care. Dude. I see the yours. Reason, The reason I don't care is because I pull back because I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll send it to like my sketch team's group text, and I'm like, you and they're taking pictures, and then you'll go and you'll see the other celebs who did the same thing yeah. with each other, and I'm like, see, I, it wasn't weird. It was, but I think it's just like.
3: It's a case-by-case basis. Exactly.
4: you got to meet people where they are. People, and, and ask. Just don't be doing the thing where you're like, selfie time.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, where you're like eating at dinner and you're trying to get the person that's yeah. sitting selfie behind time. you.
4: Yeah, <laughs> no, you just got to be like, hey, do you mind snapping a pic? And usually they're like, yeah, cool, because you asked. And I can pose for it. And I don't get caught off guard and look like I have a double chin in this Oh, pic.
3: my gosh. Iffy, I have to send you, um, there's this guy that I follow, and all he does is take pictures with celebrities in <laughs> parking garages. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It is so creepy. It is. I need to send it to you because they all just look like they're about to be kidnapped.
4: Yeah, they're like, what is going on? I think
3: he finds them after screenings or oh. whatever Q&A's that they have at Arclight. I'm totally okay. You guys come here for the hot gossip. You come here for to learn um, and know the future of tech and stuff, and you also come here for our hot goss. Yeah, um, yeah,
4: so that's that's some uh, hot oh, spicy goss. I gotta send yes. it to you're gonna oh, be, some, so
3: some of the celebrities look so dead in the eyes, yeah, and he's just like oh. smiling, because, because no one wants to be asked to take a picture when they're going to their car. Yeah, because they're just, just thinking so, it's finally
4: over. It's finally over. over. I answered
3: your freaking Q&A.
4: Before we, we're, we're almost to the break, and I want to break down the two, maybe three main type of of streamers who stream games. The first one is pretty easy to guess. It's your solo streamer. It's someone who's sitting at home in front of their computer, usually with one or two PCs to stream for you. It's very personal. They're able to build a community around themselves. And I think it just goes from there. There's a, it's a real personal experience it, because you're having a one-on-one experience. And I think this is where it separates You know, the YouTube and Twitch audience, where I feel like the YouTube audience come to be entertained. That's their mindset. Whereas like your Twitch audience, they're there for the interactive aspect. Mm -hmm. And that's what Twitch gives their uh, audience over the YouTube audience is you're interacting with people real time. You're actually controlling the story of the stream because if something you do, if if, like I remember I was watching someone stream and someone donated $1,000 and that just changes the mood. It changes everything that they're talking about because now they're like, you just kind of, change their life in that one second.
3: Yeah, we should talk about that, that Twitch has the ability for people to donate. And with the role-playing games and the tabletop games that Iffy and I did when we were hosts at uh, Hyper RPG, they would, which which is a Twitch channel um, in a studio, which we're going to get into... But um, people could donate for our players and characters to get, like, weapons or plot points, uh, which is essentially allowing our character to, you know, move forward in the story or whatever. But people could donate for us to do stuff or to, like, talk in a funny accent or something. So people would donate, would give money to our stream on Twitch, and then Iffy and I would talk in a funny accent or do, you know, whatever, play this certain character uh, so that is an extremely interactive part and could be lucrative as well,
4: yeah, part but of Twitch. just on top of that, Twitch does have a very big reputation for their charity. By 2013, the website has hosted events in which in total raised over $8 million in donation to charitable causes. And that's just the ones they're tracking. And they've actually linked up with a lot of charitable uh organizations like Extra Life, which yes. has a yeah. very big presence on Twitch because they do a thing where any streamer, whether you're small or big, can sign up on their website and it kind of signal boosts people through the website of people who are streaming and raising money for their cause. Like it's it's crazy. I think it's way more than eight million because there's so many Oh yeah, small- that was
3: back in twenty thirteen. Yeah.
4: So by now, I think it's way more.
3: Yeah, yeah. Even the channels that we have hosted at have had charity, like 24-hour charity events and stuff. And and people will essentially donate money, and that entire money goes to the charity. And then they'll have you – you know, we're entertainers, so they'll donate money, and then we'll play a song for them or we'll do, you know, whatever. We've had puppets and and people like that. And so – and but moving into uh,
4: the second type of streamers, yeah. you keep hearing Danny say the, the places we stream at. The places you, you might be wondering, like, well, you know, I had in mind the solo streamer. What are you talking about? Well, there are studios that actually stream on Twitch. You have Geek and Sundry. Nerdist used to stream on Twitch. The Attack formerly streamed on Twitch. You have uh,
3: Machinima had Machinima. a Twitch-
4: channel hyper rpg Uh, polygon is on there sometimes so those twitch efforts are very different than the solo stream because it's a studio with multiple people and instead of being a one-on-one kind of relationship you're more kind of learning to love the brand and they kind of put in their work and trying to build up the community as well and there are tons of ways to build community there's a discord which is like a free Very similar. If you're using Slack, it's basically like a gamer version of Slack, which is a messaging platform where you can join a chat room. And they already have Twitch integration where if you're subscribed to a channel, you'll have access to that Discord. So there's so many different ways and the studio is a lot larger it may seem daunting at first, but lots of times people break off and they have their favorites at the studio. They have their favorite people and then they connect through Twitter. It's it's very connected in the Twitch world because a lot of times it bleeds out to Twitch. It's very it's a family.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Discord super helps with that. Um, Like, if he was saying Discord is a community, essentially, like you can have it as an app on your phone where whatever channels you're subscribed to, you can kind of just chat with people. Yeah. Um, And there's different categories in there. Uh, We had one, I remember, at Hyper called Hugs. And it was just like if you were having a bad day or whatever. And it was literally just community members building each other up. People talking about their problems in there and that's why it really does feel like a family. Like there's nothing like that really on yeah. YouTube that I feel like.
4: Yeah, not at
3: all. Really. Um so we're going to get more into uh the future of Twitch and also how possibly you can get Twitch partnered. Ooh, right after this. Right
4: after this.
1: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
0: Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic
3: We're back. Yes, you know
4: I've been listening to our episodes, and we keep doing that. We keep doing that. We're gonna talk at the same time thing. We do, we'll
3: uh, figure it out. You, we're still new. Yeah, look,
4: I like it, but I don't know how people are like. Let us know. Tweet at us. Do you like <laughs> that we talk at the same time like those? Or do you riffed... like
3: if we talk like this? <laughs> I thought you were gonna continue talking yeah, so we yeah. could talk over each other.
4: Oh yeah, talk. I know that's that's probably. And the worst. here we go. We just. <laughs> Uh, look, our guest is just sitting here while we just go he's back and He's used forth. to it. Yeah. yeah he knows us very it. I know. Well. That's someone who knows us super well. He's part which, of the family. Oh, man. It's just heavy credentials this is the man to talk to about twitch he's built one of the biggest uh twitch empires out here we talked about studio twitch and solo twitch he's been the leader of a lot of the studio twitches uh you know brought him into the game and he's just su- surpassed me because i noped out because he's he's one of those business guys mm-hmm. let's just say his name so we can introduce him zach, zach
3: Ubank. oh crap <laughs>
4: You tried
6: it. <laughs> it was a failed attempt. But it, was, it was close, guys. It
4: was close. Yeah, yeah. You you. Hi have guys. done so much before Twitch. Like It's almost unfair to just say it's a Twitch thing because you have a production company. You did mm-hmm. commercials. That's where I met you. I met him outside of Twitch, and he just happened to be this... Dope producer. We worked on an all-deaf digital shoot. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was then, a 12-hour turnaround. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... And it came out really well. It's still, like, it keeps bouncing back to me because it was on Tumblr, and it's still making the rotation. It's, like, millions of notes.
3: Yeah, Zach, how did you get started in, like, in the industry? What did you move out? Because you moved to L.A., Yeah. Right?
6: Like, you know, most people from the Midwest just pick up, move out, <laughs> decide <laughs> well, to start, you know, hanging out around UCB and be like, you guys want to shoot stuff? I want to shoot stuff.
3: <laughs> Did he move out here to direct or produce? Produce, primarily.
6: And um, I got my first foot in the door right when I came out, got on a really big shoot, and immediately realized I was an idiot i got yelled at a lot i got cussed <laughs> off of the set and was fired wow and that was great Dang. i needed that so bad because yeah. i've been from a small town in the midwest where it's just like i know what i'm doing yeah self-taught figured it all out very first shoot him on i get fired off that set and kicked off because i did not know what to do as a second ac and i was oh, just like oh, I don't do all this stuff and i would go up to the dp and i'd be like oh what's your f stuff and all this stuff and he's like bro what do you get back you're not supposed to talk to me <laughs> I was like, oh man i am out of my league i don't know what's yeah. going on so it was great i i loved it uh and then that forced me back into the books. And because I didn't have a film background, and you know, there's that big mystery when you're in the Midwest. Like, if you didn't study it in school, it's all a huge mystery. Like, what is this world? What, how do you get into it? So just had to jump in and make a lot of failures. And uh, same with Twitch, I guess, too, actually. <laughs> yeah.
4: Then you had the production company, Aren't We yeah. really Clever? And mm-hmm. you've done lots of dope stuff, worked with Thanks, lots man. of dope people. Yeah. And then, uh, Because we did a shoot called All Deaf Digital, but it was something where we were addressing just how they ignore the racism in the name Redskins. That was great. But then he did this uh, thing with his production company called a brunch every, was it once a month? No, Um, every weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Literally every Sunday. Yeah, he did a brunch. It was great people do it like it's very underground but like it was the first i've been to but it's like an industry brunch where you'd like invite his industry friends you can network you eat he
6: they made the biggest
4: you still kind of do that i still kind of do do. that
3: at hyper yeah yeah yeah, you definitely do that i cook
6: for everybody like i like to cook for people people because then i don't have to talk to you
3: (laughs) (laughs) but you also invite a lot of people from other channels Mm -hmm. and stuff to come and and meet
4: Yeah, Yeah. and so from that, uh, when I went to the brunch, I learned he was a huge nerd, and then I fell in love with Zach. I was like, oh, fellow nerd, you know, love this guy. I knew uh, this guy, and he wanted to do this, like, uh, launch this Twitch channel with Greg Grunberg called uh, Socialtron Live. Well, you and,
6: you were the one that invited me. Yeah. So I didn't even know about this. Yeah. This was a totally new world. I didn't know about Twitch at all. It's something I just heard about. I had known about Justin TV before that, mm-hmm. but that was only when I wanted to watch something illegally. You uh, <laughs> <laughs> go to Justin TV to watch it live. Yeah. That's all I knew. And I, I remember slightly hearing about it, switching over to, to Twitch, but I didn't really know anything. And you invited me to go yeah. check this place out.
4: Because when I was there, they were like, if you know anybody who would love this, you should invite them. And I just met this cool nerd who also does film stuff. So I invite Zach and he just comes in and he's like, he's a nerd for cameras as much as he's a nerd for everything. So he immediately was like, oh, this could be so much better. And just when one of those like savant, and they were just like yes yes Yes.
3: no no, definitely
6: not uh (laughs) that's when i'm in my element just shut up and listen to me nerd out (laughs) no that's unfortunately true but uh but yeah though that was really great that was an interesting experience because Mm -hmm. that was you exposed me to my first sight of twitch and what it was like and and that was a neat thing but i go back sometimes and i watch that very first time that we were sitting there it's crap it's terrible (laughs) it's so bad but while I was sitting there, I can remember just thinking about like, wow, this is so neat. There's so much you could do with this. Mm-hmm. And we're just sitting here like two idiots making fun <laughs> of each other, which is fun in and of itself. Yeah, It's, it's fun, but it just felt like there was so much more mm-hmm. that that platform was allowing. And the more questions I asked, the more I got back answers like, I don't know. Maybe you could do that. I don't know. Maybe. I was like, wait, wait. So you're telling me that there's – I can – Push out to this server. I'm not paying for that space. Cause that was my first big question. I was like, this is alive. How, who's paying for that? Yeah. <laughs> Where, how did, where's all that data coming from? And when I learned that the chat was an open API and that you could build tools into that chat room, then my brain went nuts. Yeah. And was just like, man, you could, there's so much you could do. And still to this day, I'm always thinking, like, well, what, what could you do? How could yeah. you play with that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But
4: so eventually, uh, Social Tron Live kind of fizzled out in its own way. And I just get a call from Zach and goes, hey, have you heard of this company, Geek & Sundry? Uh, So I'm working with them, and I'm launching a Twitch channel. Do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, already. But little do we know how that was going to explode into a huge thing.
6: That's great, because basically that first round of hires was all of my friends that we'd been working yeah. with on sketches for U C B and stuff for the first couple of rounds. And I remember fighting for you guys too be like, no, it'll be great. It'll be great. You need improvisers for this kind of content. Yeah. Right. Especially for that first round of content. It was all hanging out with us on yeah. a yeah. couch. Yeah. You need people who can comfortably keep it moving. Right. keep it going. Cause watching live content is actually really boring unless oh, yeah. you work really hard to make it not boring. Yes. So I was really adamant on I wanted my U C B friends in there. And it's crazy now to think how that's affected everyone's careers and where people are now and like what that was like when we first started it was such a fun neat literally was just like hey here's five or six people hanging out on the couch and we're just gonna make bits for you hours. know what? I was right. gonna
3: say, if you going back to our esports episode, is something that I realized watching some of the commentators is like just because you know video games really well does not mean you're entertained Zach, yeah. you can't see his mm-hmm. face right now, but <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so and I totally agree. It's so great to have people that have a comedy background and actually like to fill space. Like the worst thing I feel like in live programming is just dead, dead air, it's the dead worst. space. It is. And so it's like, yeah, you can be a total nerd and be really great and geek out over these things, but you also have to be an entertainer for people to want to stay on the stream.
6: Yeah. And I want to make it really clear i'm not dissing anyone who's yeah. a single streamer i think that part of the reason my companies have never tried to do that is there's people who do it so well there's certain people out there like your co carnages and stuff who can go live and you're just like captivated by them and oh, yeah. do such a great job with it i would never want to compete in that space i we're trying to do stuff that's using the platform to do something different and cool oh yeah but not infringe on that space or even try to act like anything in that space is bad or less it's difficult it's really hard that's why so many people try it and fail it's a difficult space yeah oh man
3: so fast forward to you with hyper rpg yeah so what year was that and how did that
6: start taking off it took off because i was really unhappy at geek and sundry (laughs) Uh, and i had a malika my fiance who we work with a lot on the channel She brought Jordan Weissman out to one of the shows we're doing on Geek and Sundry um, because he was the guy who created HeroClix, and I was a big HeroClix fan. And
4: And for
3: people that don't know what is HeroClix,
6: it's just it's a tabletop game where you get to play as superheroes. It's super nerdy, awesome. It's great. It's amazing. I
4: feel like every episode we find a thing that now there needs
6: to be an episode about. (laughs) So deep, (laughs) yeah. But uh, he created it, so and Maliko's was like, "Hey, he's my teacher, you know, or my professor. You should have him on." So he came by and immediately you could see he was like, oh, I'm in headhunter mode. (laughs) (laughs) And he was asking a lot of questions that were very clear, like he's got something on his mind. And then he invited me out for lunch the next week, and he was like, so, I've heard through the grapevine you're not happy. I'm like, oh, well, great. <laughs> Publicly. You know,
3: before this week, Zach and I were talking that, like, it, we both show our true colors really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't like someone, you know it. Oh, yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. And I'm really bad at lying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. can't. So, if somebody's like, how are you doing right now? I'm like, eh. Nah. <laughs> don't, <ask. laughs> don't ask. And uh, so, then he was like, well, why don't you quit that and start a Twitch company with me? Okay, fine. Yeah, Sounds great. Uh, So I laid out all the ideas that I had been pushing for last year that we hadn't got to try. And I was like, as long as we can go for this, totally down. And it's a huge risk. I mean, I had the stability and comfort of working for a major studio that's owned by Legendary and walking away from that's really difficult. Okay, that's a lie. It was really easy to walk away, <laughs> difficult to walk away from stability Yeah. Mm-hmm. to try to start something completely new that's completely untested. It doesn't have any celebrity backing. It doesn't have any large marketing. You know, we basically started the company with a hundred grand and just said, let's go for it. And um, we have not shut down yet. Yeah. Uh, we've been going for over two years now um, from that hundred grand. We've been able to keep it moving. And doesn't mean that it's like, yeah, money's rolling in. Yeah. But just to survive with that little of a startup cost has felt like a success in and yeah. of itself. Oh, yeah. And so
3: when yeah. you said that you had like these core ideas that you wanted, what, what were those that you came in with? Like, I want to do this and this is what I want to see on this channel.
6: I wanted to get the audience more involved. One of the key things I thought was missing from my first round of big studio programming. I say big studio. For Twitch, it's big studio uh, programming. Was that the shows still felt like there was a barrier. And I think the biggest strength of Twitch is that you're becoming one with the audience. You're an an active representation of their likes and their interests. And if you're not involving them, you're you're failing. Uh, To me, Twitch is a dialogue and not a monologue. YouTube is a monologue. TV is a monologue. You're putting that content out there. This, in a way, is a monologue. You get a little bit back from your social media and stuff like that. But Twitch is literally a dialogue. It's real time. It's right in your face. And there's an active chat room for them.
4: Yeah, I want to actually stop you right there because that's something we were touching on earlier, which is the big difference of Twitch and kind of where this excitement behind it comes from is like you said, and I think you said it way better than I described it. But yeah, it's, it's a dialogue and people get to be interact and there's no way to talk about hyper without getting into interactivity so we'll even get deeper into that soon but just for the listeners that's your main core difference between like twitch and your youtubes and what have you and i think that is true if you're not communicating with your chat you are failing and in, in in small little ways that the audience is coded like when i do my own solo stream the first thing someone will do before they even follow will be like hey just to see if you'll talk to him Mm -hmm. because if you don't talk to him, They'll leave. <laughs> they'll leave. They'll go to somebody else. Yeah, they want to be recognized. Exactly. And the moment you're like, oh, hey, so-and-so, how are you doing? Boom. A follow. Right there. But yeah. that's just how ingrained it is to that user base. And I wish I could remember, but someone was saying that this
6: is the next phase of uh, online content. Oh, yeah. Oh, I 100%, media. Like, yeah. It's something that, that's part of the reason I'm pushing for it so hard is I think that it is the next phase of media. And you're seeing companies out there now. There's a show on CBS that has a live version for the East and the West Coast and they live tweet why it's out. Because you're getting that real-time feedback it's kind of as we distance ourselves more and more online and we become less and less in touch with each other i feel like the pendulum swings back towards like i need something i need to feel Mm -hmm. like i'm a part of something so you have these big online games that do really well but you also have twitch where you feel like you're a part of something your voice matters you go deeper than just that too the subcultures that exist even on one person's channel. You know, our Discord room has 30 different rooms in it, and each room sometimes has its own small subculture of these are the things we're interested in. We found each other through this like-minded thing. We just want a voice. We want to know we're not alone you know, I, think, I don't want to say that everyone on Twitch is lonely because that's not true, yeah. but it, there's a lot of lonely people in the world right. right now who feel that they're missing some sort of connection there. And give, being able to provide someone that next step in entertainment, where you're not just sitting there watching Netflix alone and eating a bag of chips. You know, you're watching Netflix with your friends and in real time commenting back and forth on what you're experiencing. My idea for Hyper was, okay, now you're watching Netflix with your friends and you're real time watching. What if you could press a button on your remote to make something happen in that show live and interactively that contributes to the story as it's happening and you recognize that was me i did that i'm important my voice matters so that's kind of what we built the whole company around was that level of i was going to say
3: like but as a content creator though do you feel like having constant feedback can ever be a hindrance or does it feel like you now can't just make what you want to make and you have to kind of Yeah. How do you deal with that?
6: Um, At first, a lot of anxiety. Now, very freeingly. I think it took a long time coming from production to get used to this idea that pre-production doesn't matter as much as real-time production and what's happening in the moment and responding and reacting to it like an improviser. I've learned more from my improviser friends and watching their shows and how you guys perform and react to things in real time than I have from any other type of media because it's about that feedback loop and making sure that you're adapting your content to the feeling that's happening in the moment. And it can be really tough. And when you empower your audience to this level, and I would say from a studio standpoint, why it's probably you're seeing this happen when they open up their Twitter and things like that too, when you empower your audience to a certain extent, there comes negatives to that, which is they think that they know better than you because they're so involved. They're so connected to it. They think all of a sudden, well, this is mine just as much as it's yours. And you should take my advice. We constantly battle that, and we try to give people other opportunities to feel like their voice is heard, even if we have to tell them from time to time, I'm sorry, but in this instance, we know better. We have to say that this is how it's going to be done. This is the thing we're going to do. Sometimes it's trusting analytics and telling them very honestly and openly. Our analytics actually show that even though you, a couple of you, are very loudly saying this doesn't work, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Analytically, we're seeing better retention by doing this, this, and this. That's something we also try to do because there is that dialogue Uh, feedback loop very honestly tell the audience this is what's happening in that moment which is very scary for a studio or a business to just out in the open say hey so last week we did this thing it failed here's why it failed here's the responses we got from it here's all these things we saw that you didn't respond to it the way we wanted so we're gonna make these changes and
3: yeah, I remember when I joined the channel, when Iffy and I joined Hyper RPG, you were very upfront about the financials. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like that was an important part of like keeping this community feel?
6: Yes, I think it's very important. It's basically like a live Kickstarter. Now, not every company should do it this way. That's just the way we chose to do it. But using Twitch as a platform to embrace that attitude, if you get to the heart of it, why would I hide it? That's not what Twitch is about, Twitch is very voyeuristic in that way. So if we're going to run a company, we're going to have to run that company voyeuristically and let them behind a little bit and tell them exactly what's happening and not hide anything. And what ends up happening is they end up supporting you more because you're a real person. They yeah. trust you. Yeah. They see that you're not just taking money and spending it recklessly. Right. You're just trying to make cool stuff and do really cool content. And we feel people support that yeah. on Twitch, which is to me, the f- that's so cool. The future of entertainment in a way, like you pay for what you think is worth it. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: I remember being in our Discord and people would be like, "I want to buy Zach. Like he works so hard. I would just want to buy him a movie ticket." And like people, (laughs) because they would see you twenty four seven, you know, on the stream, like constantly working all these shows. I think people got you were a part of their family because Mm -hmm. they saw you every single day. And I just remember it was like, "I want to take him and Malika like on a date." And like I feel like all he does is work. It it gets weird. It's a weird line. yeah, Yeah, but they're so invested in you, and I feel like a lot of people you know, wish that they could have that with their fans or with their community members.
4: Yeah. What's also interesting too, is I feel like, you know, Twitch, the, the, the window is kind of on both sides, which is like, you get a chance to kind of know the people who are watching you, the people who are seeing you. And it's very interesting because I remember when I mentioned Twitch to people who aren't in the now, which is AKA other people in Hollywood who I often are like, they're like, what? There's often this, idea that like these are like you know these nerdy kids watching it because the the time you'll see it in public are kids who will have their ipad in public and they're watching minecraft videos and all this but Mm -hmm. what they don't know is it's actually a pretty diverse age-wise group of people they're just full-grown adults people with jobs people and i think it's just because
6: people can't understand the concept of watching those. Sometimes they're not watching. I get sometimes,
4: it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I, when I first listening.
6: discovered it too, I didn't. I was like, yeah. "What is this? Why would I? Why would I get into it?" And it took me a little bit to understand it. And I think that's the biggest challenge in it is the learning curve for a viewer. Yeah. The UI is not that intuitive. You know, like they're making updates to it all the time. But the biggest thing we get back from new viewers that are coming in is, "I don't get this. I can't. What? What am I supposed to be looking yeah. at? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to tell people, like, get in that chat room. Just say something in our community. You'll get feedback and you'll find you're like you're tweeting at us. Obviously, you like this content. Yeah. Go in the chat. Just say hi. And they're nervous, too, because it's a very intimidating platform because it, it's not as inviting as the simplicity of opening up your Netflix account or going to YouTube is a much more natural kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Twitch feels a little bit more gatekeeped in a way from its own UI and its own setup. There is something on Twitch for every type of nerd, literally. But you wouldn't know that. If you Mm -hmm. just went to twitch.tv, you're gonna be like, oh, so everybody here just plays Fortnite and and Overwatch and League of Legends. And that's all you would know. Yeah, that's very true. That's all you would know. And you wouldn't, you would walk away thinking, this isn't for me. But if you spent just a little bit of time, you searched or tried mm-hmm. to find what you were looking for, you're going to find your people. And that's yeah. what I love about it. It is tough, though. It is it is oh, yeah. hard to find them. It's, well, it's difficult.
4: I think that is something worth mentioning. Yeah, we, when you go to Twitch, there is a hero page with, uh, I don't even want to say top streams, but selected streams are put on the front page. Mm-hmm. Some of those positions are paid for, some are hand-picked. And through that, you would assume you get an idea of the... Of the makeup of twitch but it's not really the case like you said no. if a new game comes out say you come out on a friday where a new game drops you're going to think twitch is everyone streaming this game yeah because nine times out of ten if you're a front page streamer you're going to be playing the newest game that's just like that's just the way it goes but it's more than that they and, and, and
6: they're trying to make updates to their discoverability oh yeah. platform but they're definitely the other thing right under the hero player you see is top games mm-hmm. and it's always going to be a very specific four or five at the top. It's very seldom. You already you said get, it. <laughs> I know. If you if there's a StarCraft tournament, it'll pop up to the top mm-hmm. again. Or if World of Warcraft drops an update, it'll jump up to yeah. the top again. But, And that creates this self-fulfilling prophecy with streamers too where, well, the only way I'm going to get seen then is if I'm playing Fortnite because it's at the top. So Fortnite mm. just keeps getting bigger because oh. – They'll log in and they'll be like, well, if I'm going to stream a game, I better stream Fortnite because that's what everyone's watching. I'm not saying everyone does this, but that's one of the best tactics to find new viewers because that's what everyone's watching.
4: And that's very true. And I want to, if you are a solo streamer trying to, startup and and your careers i want to implore that you do not do that you get lost in that and just to even go more in depth with it so you see basically you see the quote-unquote cover of the game and the amount of viewers watching it and if you are a viewer you click it and then it ranks all the streamers streaming it but it's from order of the most viewers to the least. So if you are a new streamer, you're going to be all the way at the bottom. However, if you have a game that you like, that's niche and you click that the community for that game is going to find you a lot easier. I play games like Dauntless, which doesn't have a big community, and I, you know, I usually only have about like 20, 30 viewers. But I'm at the top because I'm one of the few streamers. Which means you're gonna
6: have a, a much higher percentage chance mm-hmm. of someone finding you exactly if you're at the top. But even then, I would say anyone who's wanting to try it out, just do what you love exactly because yeah. it's live content, and you can't fake for very long on live content people will see through you oh, yeah. so you better do what you love if you're trying to play a game just to be popular or to be at the top they're going to see through it eventually do what you love what you know the most about what you you know one of my favorite people in the world uh jim Stuart allen uh did you get to meet him when you went up to i Seattle? did not he's going to be know. in town friday okay. night he's doing an oregon trail rpg with okay. us, which is going to be ridiculous but mm-hmm. oregon trail is his thing that's what he loves And he went on Twitch and streamed Oregon Trail for like over 200 days straight every day. He just did the same very first Oregon Trail over (laughs) and over and over again. But he's so passionate about it and what he loves, it's really fun to watch and it's really interesting. And he found an audience from that and he found some gigs from that and he found some other work from that because that's what he loves. And I think you have to do that.
4: Yeah, yeah. And speaking of passion, I know your community is very passionate, but we'll get into that right after the break.
1: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
2: Get in zone. AutoZone.
0: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic
4: And we are back. Hello. Welcome back to Nerdificent. I'm Ify Wadiway. I'm
3: Danny Fernandez. And, and we are next right here... nice to
4: us. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going
3: it's to get it. It's
5: me.
3: Zach Eubank. Yes. Um. So we were talking about the community. Yeah. yeah. How. Uh, I mean, how do you, does it fluctuate for you, like your numbers, or how does oh, yeah. that work? Because Twitch is something that you have to pay for every month or every day. If there's you're like a subscriber. A okay. You yeah. don't
6: have to subscribe. The content's free for anyone. So anyone
3: in. can watch your shows <laughs> live. So what are the added benefits of subscribing?
6: Um, for us in particular, a lot of people don't do this. And we used to get a lot of flack for it, but we get less flack now as more people have started signing on to do this. We put our VODs behind a sub lock.
3: And for people that don't know, VODs,
6: uh, video on demand. So the recording of what what we just did say you're a European viewer and we have a live show at 6 p.m you don't want to get up at 9 a.m that morning or you know 4 a.m whatever it is to to watch you want to go to bed so you're like well I'll catch the VOD in the morning we sublock ours which you know does suck for those viewers who want to be able to see it as quickly as possible who just unfortunately don't live in the right time zone the sad truth of the situation is running a business costs a lot of money mm-hmm. we pay all our talent we try to do everything right as a company and uh, we just have to from a financial standpoint we have to lock our our vods but not everyone does that that's a choice which is ultimately one of the things i like about twitch i have control over things like that if a streamer doesn't want to sub lock their vods they don't have to you get access to emotes when you sub um, you get access to other special features as designed by the streamer so it's kind of up to the streamer what they want behind that subscription that's cool it's, it's, it's a good way to go about it. I yeah. Think. And it's, and it's pretty cool too, because
4: like you said, it, it's optional. So if, if someone doesn't want to stream, it's like, you know, or, you know, if someone's not in the financial place to subscribe, then, then they can still
6: enjoy it. But you know, they, it, it is really cool, uh, when you do And I mean they've they keep releasing new tools to allow that to be easier for people yes. too. Cause I mean ultimately it's one of the easiest ways to support a streamer and say, I like this content. Oh yeah. It's like oh, signing yeah. up for Hulu. It's like signing yeah. up for Netflix or saying, I want to give this person five bucks a month to say I support you and I want you to keep making this kind of content. And Twitch keeps releasing new tools that make it easier for people to do, like uh, Twitch Prime. Oh, you yeah. link your Amazon account yeah. with your Twitch account and you get a free subscription every month to give to a streamer of your choice. It doesn't auto renew so you have to remember to go back into the channel. And to add to that they added a new extension where yeah. it can do it. The only
4: thing is it's an overlay extension so yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't auto renew another.
6: though. It's just a it's just a pop out that's just like don't forget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I get. I mean Amazon's a business too. You can't oh, yeah. you can't just enable that, then it wouldn't have existed in the first place. Yeah. It's just like Amazon Prime. They're betting on you forgetting to get free shipment oh, yeah. every single time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same thing. It's, you know, Most people forget to use it. That's how it pays off for the people who don't forget. And um, the other thing they just released is gifting subs, which people have been asking for for a long time. That happens all the time on our channel where somebody's like, oh, I'm from, you know, I'm from here. I'm having a rough month right now. I really wish I could subscribe. Boom. Someone will gift it to him immediately just by that sense of community of like, I got you. Yeah. I, I got five bucks. You can have it.
3: It's such a different community than YouTube. Yes. Yeah. You, so, Zach, you actually work to help people that are trying to transition yeah. from YouTube mm-hmm. to Twitch. Um, so, how about, like, how, I know that we were talking a little bit as far as how people get started mm-hmm. with a Twitch channel and can you also talk Talk a little bit about how you get Twitch partnered.
6: Yeah, luckily it's really a lot easier now oh, to get yeah. partnered for Twitch. It used to be much more up in the air. It wasn't really clear set rules. They've done a better job now of saying these are the requirements. If you meet these requirements, you'll get partnered. If and- get this many hours watched, you stream this many hours a week, you have this kind of current level of viewer base, you'll get partnered. Uh, so you just got to hit those goals, and those goals are available on their website and within your Twitch user.
4: Yeah, they do it as achievements, and after every mm-hmm. stream, you actually see your progress. Uh, it's 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 actually really really cool because it, it was like back in the day, it was how do you how do you get partnered? And there were it yeah. stuff. tough. It was it was rough. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, so then what are the benefits of being partnered, and how do you get like on so the front paid. page? Oh, you get paid. Okay. I
4: mean,
6: that's you don't. People can't subscribe to you if you're not a partner. Well, now they have affiliates, oh, yeah. which kind of works like that. Okay. But there are benefits to being a partner, lots of benefits actually. Um, so it's definitely a goal that you want to hit, including like special events with Twitch, getting invited to participate in things with them. You know, they try really hard to take care of their, uh, their partner base. They've oh, been yeah. growing exponentially. So I think mm-hmm. that's been a challenge for them because they're growing so fast and they're partnering a lot of people. It's hard to keep everyone happy. Yeah. Really I was tough.
3: just smiling because I realized that I had two shows on your channel and I never had to worry about any yeah. of this. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know the behind the scenes. That's what happens sometimes when you get to host at a at a mm-hmm. studio channel is there's people like Zach taking care of everything. Oh yeah. We
6: worry about that stuff day in and day out. And <laughs> yeah. So I just, just want show you guys up, to have fun.
3: Uh, and I did. <laughs> so as far as people moving from YouTube yeah. to Twitch, I See a lot of studios trying to do that now. And people, but also uh, Twitch is
6: asking them to. Oh, okay. And I won't dive into any specifics to keep from getting in trouble. Right. uh, Because of NDAs and stuff. But I know that right now that's kind of it's an interesting space in the live world right now because Mixer, Facebook are both trying to buy people out of their Twitch contracts.
4: And I know a few people there was someone I I won't name them because I don't know if they want all their business out like that. But I was gonna invite a streamer and unfortunately, that streamer is not on Twitch anymore. But because I probably know who you're Facebook, about. <laughs> yeah, and they wait, you guys mouth it to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but and it was because they didn't know that when you are a partner, you are exclusive to Twitch, you can oh. only stream yourself playing video. There's like little kind of ways around, like, if you're not streaming you playing video games on like a different platform like Facebook but like w- yeah. when you're like committing to like Facebook gaming and you're streaming the same way you would as you would oh. on Twitch you are
6: in breach of your contract. Gotcha. I get asked this all the time. Why don't you guys live stream this to YouTube? Why I want to watch on YouTube. I want to watch on YouTube. I'm like I'm not going to breach my contract. Right, right, I have right. a contract. And yeah. I I'm also not at liberty to talk about what's in that contract. Yeah. But basically you know right now it's kind of the wild west because which is great because it's putting power into the content creator's hands a little bit more, but yeah. Facebook's buying people out. Mixer will offer people deals. And you know, YouTube is in a position where people are flooding away from YouTube. Oh, yeah. Right. Right, right. And Twitch is coming in and being like, you, you should come to my platform. You yeah. Know, come over here.
3: But do you think that's going to bring some of the toxicity with it? Yes. I feel like it's been it already such has. a it's been it such has. a nice community to but be it's on... up to you. Yeah. That's yeah. the
6: difference with Twitch and YouTube is they give you the tools and it's up to you to enact right. them. Right. And they've yeah. just released some stricter guidelines, which Ooh. some of those people that are coming over, and I won't name names, <laughs> they're gonna find themselves in trouble because their communities will get them banned from Twitch. Oh, if yeah. Twitch lives up to their oh, end good. of those partners, agreements the way their communities act i know who you're talking about yeah yeah so (laughs) it used to just be what you did on screen resulted in you getting punished for it there's some new rules now where if your community is doing things you can be held responsible for that because if you're not putting a stop to it, you have the ability to those you really do those tools
4: that's what i want to talk about because there are so many toxic communities that people turn a blind eye to because they're getting numbers but it, it is very true that as a content creator you are in control of what your community puts out. Yes. Your community can only do what you allow. Yep. If your community is saying to slurs and being Right.
3: Yep. Racist ignorant to the host. and all this
4: stuff. It's because you're not banning those people. Yep. So yep. you're only making it worse because other people are seeing that happen. It's
6: like, Oh, that's cool here. Let's go. Yep. But it's when you And some of them are fourteen year old boys that don't understand how people talk in the real world. They're oh, yeah. completely honest. They think this is the culture of Twitch. I saw other people say this on other channel, so they just come in and they say stuff and they don't realize, yeah. oh, that's bad. Oh, yeah. What do you mean I can't call a girl a grill? And I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. You well, can't do that.
3: It's so crazy because, Zach, I think when I came over to Hyper, you really showed me that even having a channel that's not necessarily as big as some of these other YouTube channels that kind of put their hands up like, oh, no, we we can't do anything. Those channels have the finances and the people and the staff to actually moderate their comments, and they chose not to. Right. Oh, yeah. You know. And you were so specific about, like, that's not going to happen here. Yeah.
6: Yeah, well, well it's it's a tough, and it's a tough decision to make. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I have to have yeah. meetings with invest, you know, our investors sometimes. Be like, "Yo, I'm sorry, but we we can't." And th- and yeah. they're with me on it. Believe me, that was part of the original mission of the company. But it, it is definitely a decision because we know that some of our choices have led to less viewers. We know that we could have more viewers. We could then open ourselves up to more brands by having more viewers. Our thought process is, well, those brands might not be as happy with us. So let's create a, a platform that might have less numbers but higher engagement, which we've also learned leads to more revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're comfortable, if they're a more mature individual, they're more likely to support you through revenue. That's oh, yeah. true. Um, so yeah. it, there's a, it's a plus minus kind of thing. But you also create a situation where we can have people come on and speak their opinion and talk about really heavy things mm-hmm. and not worry about – any negativity coming back because that we just don't let it fly it's Mm -hmm. just not going to happen so you you're safe in that space to speak your mind
3: i wanted to say so with with facebook now also doing um live gaming and things like what what do you see as far as the future of twitch like where is it moving to
6: i am i there's places i want it to move to and there's where i think it will go and i think unfortunately those are very different um you know, obviously, I'm biased because I create a very specific type of content that honestly might not last on that platform forever. It might be I need something new to come out that hasn't been invented yet yeah. to support the kind of content I'm wanting to make. But you know, with the Drake Ninja situation at Fortnite, you know that gets talked about oh, and it yeah. brought a ton of people into
4: the platform. And people that
3: don't know that.
4: Yeah, so yeah. Ninja is a huge streamer on Twitch huge. who is known for... Mm-hmm. He has actually broke the subscriber record on Twitch. <laughs> like and, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, he basically Tenfold. does make estimated 500000 a month, and that's only if people use the base level subscription, which I know for a fact they haven't. And so he's been so big, and when he broke this record, obviously... You know, celebs are starting to find out, and he played with Drake. Drake wasn't even shown. It broke. It broke records. It it
3: did immediately. (laughs) Yeah,
4: but what was cool about that, and I think will hopefully continue to happen is it brings a whole new audience to Twitch. And also when you have someone like Drake on Twitch, it doesn't make it have that weird social stigma of like, oh, this is a nerdy thing. It's like, oh no, this is a cool thing. Because everyone plays video games. Everyone plays video games. But there's like these weird tears that people socially put in their head that is like, oh, that's too nerdy for me. But when we make it- That's my channel. Yeah. (laughs) But when you make it more acceptable, when you make it more like, there's a huge Tabletop community. If they only knew mm-hmm. that they, they can haven't figured to that Twitch. one out. Yet. Yeah, yeah,
6: they haven't figured that one out. That's what we're trying to break into. I mean, mm-hmm. Gen con's huge every year. Oh, yeah. Most of the people I meet at Gen Con don't know what Twitch is still oh, yeah. to this day, and it's not very inviting to them. So I don't necessarily is, disagree with their does Twitch on it. have.
4: Uh, sorry to cut you off. No, does Twitch go. have a presence at Gen no Con? None. No, okay. I've been working on
6: that, but yeah, it's, it's not. Like... I mean, now they're going to be pulling out of a lot of those con. I think yeah. now they're just going to be mainly doing Twitch, Twitch con. con. Oh. They'll have booths at those things. But I know that this PAX East was like one of the first big cons where they haven't had a media presence at all. And that was a huge surprise for everyone. But, you know, I think they're going to be trying to figure out because that stuff costs money for them to run. Yes. It costs money and it costs a lot of money. So they've got people now like this ninja situation where it's blowing up. So obviously from a business standpoint, somebody's going to go, well, that's that's great. Yeah. Let's focus on that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really go well with my goals, but I'm happy for the company because yeah. more people coming on the platform could trickle down to me, possibly, yeah. if they can find me. But otherwise, you know, it's it's going to make things a little interesting for the type of content I make. But games aren't going to stop; they're going to keep growing. So I think this aspect of the people playing them are going to be more famous in the games themselves. Is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't see that stopping anytime soon. As far as live interactive content creation, I think it's going to move probably away from Twitch a little bit and possibly start showing up more on television. Mm. Things like Netflix and Hulu are going to wow. start adopting these practices. That's my long-term goal. I'd love yeah. to see somebody. It'd be real smart if it was Amazon considering they yes. own Twitch. Right, but, right, oh, yeah. you know, right? A lot of misconceptions happen there with how oh, Amazon yeah. and Twitch. I hear so <laughs> many people tell me like, oh, Amazon's got their hands so deep at Twitch and all this stuff. I'm like, I kind of wish they were deeper, man. I, <laughs> I'd love to be able to log onto my Amazon fire and, or, Log right. into my Amazon right. app and see Twitch right. or shows on Twitch. Mm-hmm. There yeah. aren't. There's no presence of that whatsoever. <laughs> Comixology is owned by Amazon. There's no communication on between the two. Like Amazon's oh, wow. always been pretty big on like that wing is that wing, this wing is this wing. They've integrated new features like Twitch Prime, stuff like that, but they could be going way deeper. And yeah. oh yeah. They're not. So it's uh I don't think I think people just overreact because they see changes and they're like, that must be Amazon. It's oh, like yeah. or it's just Twitch growing, you know, trying to grow as a company. Man, that that's wraps very up exciting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wraps up nicely.
4: So uh, where can people find you, Zach?
6: On Hyper RPG. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Hyper RPG. That's literally where I'm at every Are day. Are you all, all streaming
3: all the time. every day?
6: Every day, pretty much. Sometimes okay. on the weekends, mostly Monday through Friday, about 40 hours of live content a week. There's mm-hmm. always something live, though. Something playing. Yeah. Nice. Always. Yeah, yeah well,
4: and then
3: your your handle is at hyper underscore rpg on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
6: Remember that underscore? I I had it in my profile without
4: yeah, the underscore. there's some
3: dude like...
6: that's you know hyper rpg since 2010 that won't give it up. We can't find <laughs> who owns it. I've been trying really hard
4: Zach, on that one.
3: Zach, I feel you. Danny Fernandez blocked me. The guy, <laughs> yeah. he blocked me. He well, someone's at just Ms. Danny Fernandez. Someone
4: is squatting on just Ify. iffy, plain I know. iffy. And I've tried mm. everything. Twitter has no rule against squatting like they literally and i would have to get a copyright on iffy to yank it like
6: they're like you see need i have a trademark on hyper RPG, and i still can't get really? it really
4: i've been able to is he active at all no not since 2010 oh, he's sh-
6: had one tweet since 2010 wow
4: listeners and they won't please let you yank help
3: us write yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy
6: <laughs> nah but uh you know one day
3: well Well, i am at ms Ms. danny fernandez and And, uh, i was gonna say make sure thanks to everyone that's been reviewing us and apple podcast gave us a big shout out that is so dope thank you so much if y'all haven't yet it really helps us and helps get get um you know, more eyes on this podcast. Tell a friend about it. Oh yeah. Um, but if you could go and just take one minute of your day and, and review the podcast if it's a good review.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Only
4: if it's good. I know. Yeah, no, I've seen the haters trickle in. There's like, just because like, if it's a one star review and someone's saying why they're giving a one star review, I'm like, all right, you might, really hate it but there's just like ghost one-star reviews where it's like okay that must be my ex Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but also you know i'm gonna set some uh stretch goals i've just thought about it after doing uh today but uh on anthony carboni's podcast he gave us these cool pins so like you know at at, yeah at 100 reviews i'm gonna drop some uh stickers at uh 250 i'm thinking i'm getting the pins and at one reviews i want to get a vinyl figure of me and danny
3: hell yeah
4: because <laughs> i got connects now i got vinyl figure yes. connects so
3: i thought you were going to say like a varsity letterman's jacket
4: oh no we that's uh that 100k reviews okay
3: okay we'll do <laughs> but, it uh,
4: yeah we'll add each of those at the vinyl figure one or two depending on how many i have to order to get it lucky <laughs> listeners will get ify and danny vinyl figures at 1k reviews by the way, I'm iffywadiway on Twitter <laughs> at iffywadiway, I F Y W A D I W E. Make sure you follow Nerdificent on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. And, you know, tell us what you'd like to see. A lot of y'all have been telling us and we have been seeing, Writing it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've writing it down. We got some cool apps coming and we will be tackling the stuff you're throwing at us. And I, w-
6: I would say, too, that if people ask you guys questions about Twitch after this, like, feel free to loop me into those conversations. I could talk about this stuff. Well, it's it's literally all I do, yeah. so I can talk about it. Nonstop. <laughs> Hit up Zach. We'll do,
4: yeah, and check out the Hyper RPG channel. Do Come it. On. I know, I know, y'all. Oh, there's some
6: gems in there. There's some hidden gems of Danny and Ify. Oh, oh God, yeah. if you look around <laughs> just a little bit. There's some hidden yeah. gems. Oh, d- yeah. d- d-
3: if you type in, uh, also if you type because Iffy and I were on, we had a couple of shows, but we were on a show called Vanquish. So if you look that up in Giffy, um, there's, there's some you know. good stuff. You'll you'll find some good gifts of us. All right, y'all. Friends,
4: stay nerdy. Thanks for listening.